welcome to In the Schools, a podcast dedicated to telling the story of the people who make the Montpelier Roxbury Public School District an amazing place to grow, learn, and work. We strive to reach our vision of creating caring, creative, and equitable communities that empower all children to build on their talents and passions to grow into engaged citizens and lifelong learners. In today's podcast, we hear from Matt Link, the MRPS Athletic Director, and Leo Ruby-Williams, a senior athlete. In this interview, Matt and Leo give us a behind-the-scenes look at what has been happening in the world of high school athletics during the time of a global pandemic. So Matt and Leo, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Of course. Thank you. So Matt, we'll start with you. Tell us a bit about who you are, because you are very much a behind-the-scenes man. I posted a Twitter picture of you the other day just so I could get your face out in public. I didn't even know. And I was uh, I actually, as we were talking prior to recording about the mustache I have currently, I was actually upset that the mustache wasn't able to be prominently featured in that photo. But yeah, that's all right. Maybe that's why I was surprised by your mustache, because I haven't seen you without a mask in ages. True. So tell us a bit about who you are and how you came to work for MRPS. So I am originally from Clifton Park, New York, which is just outside Albany. Um, went to school in Castleton. Uh, after that, met my now wife there and basically got my master's in, at SUNY Cortland and then went from uh, SUNY Cortland to a small town outside St. Johnsbury Concord School, which is where I was for two years as like an assistant AD and then the AD for the last year. And then after that, got the job at Montpelier and have been here now for this is my ninth year as the yeah. AD here. You were there for so long. Did you play yeah, hockey so, in high school? Did you play any sports in high school? Yeah, I played hockey, and then I played hockey at Castleton as well. Um, so, and then after that, basically just uh, now it's just men's league for me. Basically, that's about it. So, does it hurt that we don't have a hockey team? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yes, emotionally, yes, it does. I would love to. I mean, we have tons of kids that have obviously participated on the U thirty two team. Um, have you know, been unreal players, whether it's, you know, uh, Connor Barrett, Lucas Eldred, Matt Hines, those guys who helped win U32 a title a few years ago. So, like, we have 10 kids, I think, now or something like that playing on U32. So emotionally, yes. Um, as far as, like, the actual work that a hockey team will do during the winter seasons where I'm in the gym a bunch, I'm sure my wife and my kids are, are very appreciative of the fact that right now, for the most part, it's just basketball. I don't have to be away for the hockey games as well. Um, Leo, just so you know, we have a behind-the-scenes debate going on about whether um, basketball or hockey is the best sport around. I've never heard anybody <laughs> say hockey over basketball. However, Matt seems to think that. Well, what would you say to that question, Leo? Basketball or hockey? Obviously basketball. I'm not, <laughs> but I, I kind of grew up watching hockey because my dad does like the score um, books for all the 32 games. So I, I kind of grew up watching hockey. It's fun to watch. He does? But, Emmanuel does the books for hockey? Yeah, he does like the like the scoreboard thing. I don't um, know. Yeah, he, he thinks it's like, it's like a cool job that's not really hard and he likes watching hockey as well. So he's He's always up to do that. Got it. Did you ever play? No. No, he didn't want us to play either. <laughs> no, because he wants you to play yeah. basketball. That's why, because it's a better sport. <laughs> <laughs> so, Leo, tell the, I think most people know, but tell the audience what sports you're playing this year and how has it been going in general? Um, yeah, I play basketball and soccer. And 
for the safety side, like on the pandemic, like wearing masks and stuff, I would say that it is okay. For soccer season, it was kind of hard getting used to it because we haven't really done it before. And during the summer, no one was really like wearing masks. At least I wasn't. And um, so it was kind of hard to do that. And But like we stuck with it and we got we got better masks to use as a team. So we weren't just wearing masks that wouldn't help. Like we got masks that would for soccer and for like long distance running and stuff. So it was better. But are you um, using that same type of mask for basketball? No, I no. It's like different. So we I like to use like the paper ones, but not like the not the like blue and white ones, the black ones. They just like the the blue and white ones get like super wet yeah. and you can see all your sweat and everything and it just looks gross and you have to put like four different ones on during the game. But for the black ones, I only take one at halftime and then swap. Uh, you swap so, them out. Yeah. Is it hard to my, so I'm coaching the seven, eight girls and the girls are having during the game, a hard time breathing. Like when yeah. they're running yeah. so hard in the game, is that hard? Yeah, it is hard, definitely. But you get a couple breaks during the game, dead balls and stuff. But it's definitely hard. I think it might actually be harder than soccer because inside, and it's hot, and you get like you sometimes for soccer. Like I'm a center back, so I gotta like take it off sometimes a little bit because I was not near anyone. But for basketball, I'm always in the action, so I can't really do that. Yeah, I was gonna ask you which one was harder. Yeah. So Matt, this year, we were talking a little bit the other day, this year has been significant for many reasons. Um, so what's been the thing that has stood out to you most regarding school athletics? Probably just the ability of the athletes, I think, to be able to, you know, overcome is kind of a weird word for, to say for this, but maybe to um, just kind of persevere through the situations that's happening, like it's a different aspect for, you know, for Leo and the soccer team going from not having to use masks, obviously, and playing in upwards of 85 to 90 degree heat with masks on against, you know, their bitter rival at Harvard or U32 or something like that, where they're just absolutely battling. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. obviously I think part of it is where once the games begin, they more or less just kind of focus on the game of soccer at that point or the game of basketball. So it's like an afterthought, but the ability, I didn't hear much complaining. You know, there's obviously people who just don't love the mass and playing with them. And there's been a few times where I've had to obviously remind some of our student athletes to keep the mask on while they're playing and stuff like that. But for the most part, everyone's been really able to adjust to what's going on right now. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that from March to July or August, that there was this transitional time where it was like, look, we just want to play. We just want to get out there. We just want to play soccer. We want to play basketball. We want to play our sports in order to be able to have some sort of normalcy in their lives finally. Um, and, you know, if that was – if the masks are part of that equation, then they did it. And I didn't really hear too much chitter-chatter about the fact that, oh, we hate this or this stinks or anything like that. The kids went out there. They played hard, and it was fun to watch them and the community – came to the games in the fall and, and it seemed to go actually pretty well. Um, I think everyone is the understanding maybe is the thing that kind of like really comes out the most to me is that, you know, hear other ADs talk about, oh man, like our community is really like killing me on these masks or they don't, they're not using them at games and my job is harder. And like, 
my pillar has been amazing when it comes to that. I haven't had one issue with any of our community members about masks or anything that's going on. Like it's always understanding. And, you know, there's obviously the the joke there and says like parents are so understanding and, and they, they just understand everything, single thing. And there's no complaints right now. Honestly, everyone's been so understanding about the season. They understand that what's best is that we all get out there. We like that. Our kids are able to play, have some normalcy to their lives and that we're keeping each other safe. And I think the kids have done a great job with that. Leo, what's the sentiment with the guys you've played with? So you're, you, you won the state title in yeah. soccer. So you played for quite a long time. I just have to sneak yeah. that in there. And I believe you beat U32 a couple times this year in a few different sports already. Yeah, yeah, we, we beat them. Um, just, you know, I, tuck that in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what's been the sentiment from you guys? Like, what's the most significant thing? Is it just like, just let us play. We'll follow your rules if you let us play. Um, or has it been like these just stink? And well, yeah, well, it's kind of a combination of both. Yeah. But like for for basketball, especially because it got delayed so much that we just really just wanted to play. Like we didn't really care. It was it was getting to a point where we didn't think we were going to play. So we just were glad we got to play and practice with each other a lot. Actually, before the rest of the schools got to practice, so we kind of got like an early jump on the season because we got to play like weeks before other teams got to play, which is nice. But Wait, hold on. Make sure you say why. Because our school uh, let us play uh, when we were allowed, when the pass that right, well, right when it was passed, Matt and I were ready to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would just say you could thank one person in this podcast yeah. for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, Matt and I had our plan well documented before that. So that and you're you're very lucky your superintendent's a basketball player because I was like, get those kids on the court. Yeah. So what would you either one of you this goes to either one of you two? So um we do see a lot in social media. I honestly have I've gotten a little bit from parent feedback um and a little bit from teachers too. Um, what would you say to the people who believe we're taking too many risks by allowing kids to play um, sports, particularly against each other from other schools? Um, well, I, I, I personally just think because I'm a senior, I think of like the seniors that don't get to play their last season, maybe getting the uh, like things that they want to achieve, like scoring a thousand points or your coach getting their hundredth win or some stuff like that. Um, it just, you know, makes your journey from freshman year to senior year worth it because you achieved some of these things. And if you don't get it achieved, those just kind of like a bummer, like you kind of waiting for that to happen. Like for me personally, I don't know what I would have done if the yeah, season was because <laughs> I'm pretty close to a thousand points myself. And um, is that a goal I'm, you have for this season? Yeah, yeah. How far away are you? Ninety-seven points away. You better start scoring more than eight points a game. There, yeah, you know. no, I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also counting on playoffs, so. Ah, there, there you go. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, actually, I'm not counting on anything. I, I, no, I love the confidence. You don't but, worry about that. I love the confidence. Yeah. Matt, what would you say to people who are um, questioning that decision from our state government? I I would say, first off, it is it, it is a question. 
it is, a, you know, it's a debate right now, obviously, for a lot of different schools, a lot of different communities. The data right now is in our favor, in a sense, in terms of playing. The state has been really, um, really strict in the guidelines. They have, obviously, as you know, we alluded to earlier, like we had, we had the season delayed. They wanted to see the data of potential transmission amongst the players and stuff like that um, for contact practices and the sort. I, you know, it, it is a big time question. I think as long as we follow the data, as long as we follow the rules and the protocols in place that we're allowing our students to have a positive, healthy environment, whether that's physical and also the emotional well-being of our student athletes to have some sort of normalcy throughout the season and for our community to have some normalcy like it. Me personally, I have found such a joy in a sense of watching our students finally back out on the court and playing and our gymnasts out, you know, they're through for their meets or our Nordic skiers for their meets just to be able to watch those kids go out there and participate in sports and for their parents to be able to have some sort of normalcy back after, you know, eight or nine months of this, um, that emotional well-being, I think is definitely something that, uh, we can't just write off. I think that maybe 10 years down the road, we might have a different answer for this question, but right now with the data that we have, I think that we're doing all we can to keep our student athletes safe and providing them with a healthy environment for them to continue their emotional and social well-being like growth. We um, had a big increase in our Nordic participation this year, didn't we? A ton. I mean, we went from two or three racers last year to 25 on the high school Ooh. team this year, and the middle school team has upwards of 35 to 40. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's something that I think – an outside event, I'm sure, was parents kind of like, hey, like this is great. They can get outside and they can exercise. So just having – giving them the opportunity to do that, I think, is very healthy for everybody. Yeah. So, Leo, I wanted to ask you, you and your teammates on the soccer team, um, like many teams across the country in high school and college, um, took a stand and wore Black Lives Matter shirts as warm-ups this year, correct? Yeah. Um, how did that decision come about, and what did that decision mean for you? Um, well, after most of the things that we saw over the summer with like George Floyd and some of the things that Noel was doing over the summer that caught people's attention and especially the pe people on the team. And just for our audience, Noel is your rock star sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alumni of Montpelier High School. Okay. Just had to put that in. Go ahead. Um, it, it just caught all of our attention on the team and we realized that it's probably something that we should do and that we all believe in and it really was like a like we all just thought it was a great idea like no one was against it and we all bags thought it was a good idea as well and we were able to get the shirts and we thought it'd be a good idea to do it for basketball as well so we wanted to keep the tradition and keep those are up. you doing it for basketball i didn't know if you were or not yeah, yeah we, we got awesome. And the other day, so we're we got um, they're the same things as soccer, but yeah, we we got the long sleeve. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you see other high school teams doing that as well? Um, I heard BHS was doing something for like equal pay, mm -hmm. um, yeah, during soccer, yeah. but yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, so yeah, there's a bunch of things like that, but I haven't seen our team do Black Lives Matter shirts, yeah, uh, at, least, at least around here. I don't know. Right. We had uh, we had a school just recently reach out to me asking about the shirts um, and what our message was for that type of stuff. And I told them it was completely student run. It was all student you know driven, and just 
the fact that these students would be able to kind of like put themselves out there on that, you know, that public forum in a sense to be able to start that conversation. And I think it's been awesome. And the fact that the, the kids have been wanting to do that, to be able to stand there and say like, this is what we believe in. This is conversation that needs to be happening. And they're ready. If anybody who came to them with any type of like negative, you know, feedback or whatever, like, our kids would be prepared to be able to have a normal, thoughtful conversation with them about this topic. So um, it's really impressive to be able to see that and to be able to do that um, as teenagers. When when I was in high school, it would not have like I don't think my mind went that way. Obviously, I was no. more just like you know, play the sport and get out of there. Essentially, yeah, yeah. I watch a lot of Syracuse basketball because they're the best team in the world, even if they don't play well all the time. It could but, be too uh, I mean, if we, 2003 was that year, I guess, when they, they were the best <laughs> in the world. But they have a quality underneath their jersey. Well, their football players and their basketball players did that. But I've also noticed, because I watch so much ACC basketball, I've noticed that most of the most of the ESPN commercials have have a tinge of this. And it's it gets me thinking that if anything's going to change our it could be athletics that do it, you know, because it has such a broad audience. So I was very impressed and proud of the soccer team and now the basketball team. Can't wait to see you guys out there warming up in those jerseys as well. So I think you have a pretty large audience watching you. Um, yeah. uh, Matt, what's the link that we're using? I'm sorry. Uh, NFHS Network, so National Federation of High Schools, network.com is where we would be broadcasting our JV and varsity games. But we also still do broadcast the varsity games on our Montpelier High School Athletics Facebook page. So it's simulcast yeah. on there. Yeah, I've had more than a few people say it's just fantastic that they get to watch the games from home. And Jeff Slather said that to me the other day. He's like, I'm watching everything now. It's like, <laughs> it's great. I, it's, it's awesome. I, I mean, there's definitely a, a uh, I, I hope that that's one thing that comes out of this pandemic for us athletically is that a lot of schools still kind of maintain that live stream. Like last night, got takeout food, sitting at home, kids were watching the movie. I'm watching Montpelier St. Johnsbury basketball. Like it just was really cool to be able just to relax and do that, you know? Well, now that we have the system, we can do that after. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah though, for the next, you know, we have a contract with them for a little bit. So we're, we will be able to broadcast those games live stream now for the next five years, essentially. So, yep. But nothing beats a packed gym, right, Leo? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing beats I, that. I, so actually, one more thing. I, actually, I was actually watching the um, um, the championship game for basketball yesterday with my friends because they were like, what the heck? We were kind of bored. And like everyone was just seat next to each other. Like everyone was right next to each other. Two thousand plus people there. It was crazy. And like, there's nothing like playing in front yeah. of a crowd like that, right? Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. All right, so Leo, last question. This is your senior year. You told me you told me the other day that you're going to even you're going to look at some schools and stuff this week. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, awesome. Uh, what do you hope, this is general, not just for athletics, but if you had all the administrators sitting in the room and uh, really thinking about just seniors, right? What do you hope we can do for seniors this spring to salvage some sense of tradition and normalcy? What's the one thing you're holding on to that you'd really like to see happen for you and your friends? Um, well, one thing that we're all talking about is prom. Prom's like a big big thing that we all like to do like taking pictures those pictures will get saved for like the rest of our lives essentially 
but um just like the little things too like people like you know having lunch together at the senior table or um yeah. like going to get lunch together during break like stuff like that that we can't really do um like going to the gym uh during recess or something yeah it's just all your senior privileges <laughs> yeah yeah just those those little things um we all kind of miss but um i think that another thing that we're looking forward to is maybe like like obviously senior prank that that might be something that we could potentially still do um but just don't break into the school yeah right? don't, <laughs> don't do that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we've talked about a couple of things that we can still do but we also have talked about things that's gone taken away from us like like those things like um not a lot of seniors have connected like we used to it's not really like we're all like in our little groups yeah which essentially we were like a good good grade we all like we all still like each other but we all like hung out and stuff and now we can't really do that so yeah yeah it certainly stinks but there will be more days to come i promise yeah yeah <laughs> well guys thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate it um and we'll make sure that we put the link for the streaming in the uh in the show notes so everybody has that if they don't have that already so you can watch leo and his and his team go undefeated this year right yeah <laughs> no question we got to get to the playoffs too so leo can score his 94 mm, points or 97 yeah, points yeah. <laughs> um so big thank you for taking the time out of your day to talk to me you can see all mrps virtually we'll make sure we get that link in the show notes or, or hit up matt's page on our website for more information you can also follow matt on twitter at what's your twitter's hashtag matt uh mhs underscore athletics i believe is the or is it underscore solens oh you know what i think it might be actually underscore solens yeah and leo are you on think... social media not twitter not not twitter <laughs> <laughs> all right so anna hipco produces in the schools i'm libby bonesteel in the superintendent school join us next time we'll be talking to some classroom teachers who have paired up to form pods this school year i'll be asking them what they think about teaching with another adult in the room what are the biggest challenges they have overcome and what their hopes are for next year till next time wash your hands stay at home wear a mask and stay strong montpelier roxbury <laughs>